Wrestling, and welcome. This week, we are going to talk about a whole lot of stuff. We haven't been around in a bit, so we are going to talk about Wrestling and G1. We're going to talk about Wrestling and Wembley. We're going to talk about FTR and uh, just all the other stuff that we have seen or heard about in the industry. So, welcome, guys. We're so glad that you're here, and another person i'm glad is here is justin at in ring art justin uh, my voice is not cracking anymore right we're having issues yeah and we had a little technical difficulties but it seems to be all ironed out now john how are you my friend i'm good except my internet uh did just go out so hopefully that's not a, a an issue tonight um we'll, we'll better not see be about that yeah um been any shows lately you didn't go to PG, P, PWG Mystery Vortex? No, um, I didn't, regrettably. Um, but uh, that's fine. I'll get to another one at some point. Um, yeah, it sound, sounded pretty cool. Yeah, um, it was on a Sunday night the day before school started. And I could just yeah. see myself when they announced the main event being a 60-minute match, uh, time limit match between... Mike oh, Bailey and yeah. and and uh, Daniel Garcia and me just looking down on my watch like, eh, you know, yeah. So oh yeah, it wasn't you know they last year they had some amazing shows that were all the weekend before school started as well or the day before with like Hiromu coming into town and all that. Mm. It was just like at just horrible timing uh, <laughs> with school starting the next day and you know and that's when my work gets busier. So did did Hiromu come do? PWG, I know Shingo has. No, I don't think Hiromu's ever done it, but yeah, Shingo's a former champ, I believe. And maybe, at least he's won the Battle of, L- of LA before. Yeah. God. Hiromu. Like, you bring that name up, and it, it kind of makes me sad. Um, that's just such a guy who is, and I know we're jumping right into it, but that is such a guy who is just so stuck in that division, that, that junior division. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's just, they're just compa- um, compartmentalized there. I mean, he, that's what he is, and he's obvi- he's the, probably going to go down as the biggest junior ever in in, uh, in New Japan, so I guess it's not an awful spot to be in, and um, he's here this, he's in Philadelphia this weekend doing that junior showdown oh, that's shit. Gonna, so. That's actually going to be pretty good. Do you want to talk about that real quick? <laughs> okay. I mean, I fun. saw some of the card and it was like, uh, I don't know if I Well, would. I haven't seen all of the card and uh it's it's going to be at the Philly uh arena. What's the arena called again? 203 or some uh 2300 arena or some 2300. But I mean, it's otherwise known as the uh ECW arena. arena yeah. And CZW arena. Something like that. Um they just added Enzo Amore to the card, and it's like, ugh. I mean, I was... What's the problem with, with... First of all, his name is not Enzo. His name is, what, the realist? Real one, something or, like that. Like, look, real one. I'll admit he's been, he was, you know, in his, like, heyday at NXT or whatever, even WWE. He was a guilty pleasure. Him and Cass were pretty entertaining. Um... I didn't even feel guilty. I liked him in NXT. Them against the VOD villains, then uh, FTR. Lena, ba- Lena Bates, blue-haired, yeah. blue pants blue comes pants. out. That yeah. was great. Um, no, it was good stuff back then. But, you know, he was never much in the ring, not to the point where you'd put him in a New Japan ring. 
Um, you know. No, I mean the worst. Well, he's saying that he's gonna be in the Tokyo Dome this year, so we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, his last appearance on a New Japan show was the embarrassing and awkward run-in at Madison Square Garden that him and Cass. You remember that? Yeah, with God and stuff. And it like never turned into anything. Well, it was, it was a it was uh, it was a shoot, wasn't it? I guess we'll never know. I mean, he did show up at a Raw at Staples Center disguised. I remember that. Because uh, he escorted out. Yeah. I mean, and also, you know, he had that whole sexual assault or rape thing that it, obviously Ooh. they didn't press charges, but that's when WWE released him. Oh, the yeah. cruiserweight champ. Yeah. He was, he was I, okay, I'm going to say this. He was probably the best cruiserweight champ there was. I don't mean wrestling-wise, but, you know, when I think of that belt, I think of him for some reason. <laughs> that purple belt? Do they still yeah. have that at all? Fuck no. Uh, I like that purple belt. It was kind of nice. And I remember when uh, TJ Perkins, at the time, well, won that cruiserweight classic. I that mean, tournament was awesome. We could that do was a whole, like the best part of it. We could do a, a whole episode on that tournament. Kota Ibushi and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I, and all these guys. Was Will, Will Ospreay in it? I don't think Will Ospreay. I think uh, Zack and Kota were the ones. And then you had like, uh, who's that guy in the Hurt Business? I, can, I can't remember their names, but he was great too. Shit. Cedric Alexander. Okay. Yeah. Cedric Alexander. And Grand Madalik and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Just to... Yo, yo, oh, the guy from Dragon Gate. Yo-Yo Hoon. Or... <laughs> Yo yo, yeah, the Chinese uh, or, or Hong Kong wrestler, he was in it too. Just the fact that that existed is almost like a bizarre world thing when you fast forward this many years later, huh? Yeah, yes and no. NXT then, what, yes, with with AEW existing, it is bizarro. Yeah, but like at that point in time, you know, uh, NXT was was actually like really trying to branch out and do these like tournaments you know you know they did the women's tournament i that's the first time i ever saw rhea ripley actually was from their women's uh uh classic it was the may young classic right right um, right and they kind of the, the those kind of tournaments that highlight uh non-wwe wrestlers uh, those have kind of uh been put to the wayside so yeah there's yeah. too but, many uh, indies to skip those people uh scoop those people up now i mean or just other, yeah, you know, yeah, and then they did the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's it's just a different world. But yeah, that was it was crazy. And I think they offered either Zach or Kota or both. They offered them contracts. You know. Yeah, um, I, they did. I think, uh, you know, I think they were both probably pretty close to signing at some point. At least uh, Zach was. Um, but then decided to go to Japan. I guess. He made the right. He made the right choice. I mean, now he's like become a legendary wrestler. I don't know if it'd be that way, otherwise. Yeah, who knows what they would do with him? And in, in, they would give him the, the you know the Jack Gallagher umbrella or some shit. I don't know. Oof. I feel like he'd be in AEW at this point or back in Japan, like like pretty quick. Uh, you see, I, I don't know though. Maybe he could be like the Ricochet. You just wait six years for your push for your mid-card push you know and then lose so 
I, I don't yeah. know. It's a, it's a it's a it's a great question. Um, All Star Junior Festival USA at twenty three hundred Arena. We've got Goldie versus Vinny Pacifico. Uh, do you know either of those wrestlers? Nope. So there, it's a kickoff match. It's not part of the tournament. So um, I'm not sure if either of those guys are are uh, Long good. Beach young boys. <laughs> oh, I just realized I'm going to Long Beach, dude. I could go to the New Japan School. That's in uh, Carson, which is a little bit up oh. the road. Oh no! The, their their first show was in Long Beach, at the Walter Pyramid. Right. You can walk okay. by the Walter yep. Pyramid at Long Beach State University, probably. I like Long Beach. That's a cool little city. You'll enjoy it. I I I might I might go there and just like look at it and be like, if only I was here. You could check out the Queen Mary and stuff like that. What's that? You don't know what the Queen Mary is? It's a, it's a like a ship. Oh, I thought it was a person. No. Yeah. No, I, I I don't know. There's is there like a navy base down there or anything? Uh, I don't think so. Is it like one of the biggest ports in America? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know, things that dock working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for everyone that uh, doesn't know, I'm going to California again uh, in a couple weeks, and uh, going to an anime festival also next week. So that's gonna be fun. Maybe I'll meet some. There's, there's usually some wrestling fans in those crowds, you know? It's I mean, uh, a similar demographic. More AEW fans, probably. Or in the, in the anime. Or New Japan, it. probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that that's always fun, though. And you know what? Someone will be dressed as a professional wrestler there, because Zangief from Street Fighter, right? Yeah, yeah. Or... That is a pro wrestler. Or you might have somebody, like, dressed as someone from stardom randomly or something like that. I, I highly doubt that. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to do a uh, Japanese wrestling panel there. And I think it would be incredible. But they did not accept my panel this year. Um, although... Would you, you be the only one on the panel? Or are you supposed to, like... I'd be the, I'd be the only one on the panel, but people show up to those panels, dude, because the, a lot of those guys are obsessed with people are obsessed with Japanese culture, right? So you know, um, but it's a lot of work to make the panel because you have to send them like a full, you know, ten page presentation, um, talking about all. You have to send them a full slideshow, um, all that sort of stuff. So it's uh kind of crazy. Hey, I apologize. I need I need to use the bathroom already real quick. Um I'll edit this out. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. Okay, so this uh, Junior Festival, we start with Goldie versus Vinny. Uh, now, the tournament itself starts with uh, Francisco Akira versus Mike Bailey. That sounds good, right? Sounds, that, yeah, as good as you can get. That's awesome. 
Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, we got Kevin Knight, who uh, who's working his way through New Japan. Um, he was in the 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 uh, junior tournament this year, right? Yes, and former, you know, uh, junior cha- uh, tag champ as well. Oh shit! Him <laughs> and uh, Clark Connors. Now, I-, I do have a question for you. Why are Gabe Kidd and Alex Coughlin heavyweights, and Clark Connors is a is a junior? I would have to go with height. I don't. Clark Connors don't is not that tall. Coughlin is that tall. Coglin is built like a brick shit house, though. So I mean, he's a heavyweight. And Gabe Kidd what... got a lot thicker, too. But I would have to say that um, Clark Connors is probably like five seven. Oh shit! Alex Coglin is way bigger than I thought he was. Yeah. No. He's uh, six Con- feet tall, dude. Yeah, and I think uh, Gabe Kidd is close to that, if not. Okay, like Clark, I really thought that Coglin was like sh- short. No, he's as tall as I am, bro. Yeah, Gabe Kid, same height. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so height. Uh, going back to my answer for you. Well, and height is almost more important to the junior division than weight. It honestly is. That's why someone well, like Hiromu will probably never be. I a, wouldn't be as somebody. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Kevin Knight is over six feet tall, though. That's true, but he's he's thinner. You yeah, know? right. So it's either you're tall or skinny. That's what gets you into the. If if you're tall and skinny, I feel like you you're that's the best because you can do junior and then you can muscle up like. Osprey, right, and then right, transition, right, or, or or El Fantasmo, right, or look at a guy like Alex Zane, who can do either is he one. Really tall. Alex Zane is probably over six feet, because okay, if you see okay. him standing next to like a uh, Murder Hawk monster, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's not exactly being tiny compared towered to him. over. Yeah, I mean, oh, six foot one is Alex Zane. Okay. And then what, yeah. who else were we saying? Oh, Kevin Knight. I'm curious because I think if he has a Wikipedia. There we go. He does. Yeah, I, I'm not Maybe. sure about him. He height. is. Uh, let's see if he's listed. Six he does, foot. Oh, six, six foot, foot. Yeah. I've yeah. seen him in person. He's six feet. He's every bit of six feet. Yeah, I got to see some of these guys in person. TV never really like tells you act. Accurate. Oh yeah, I, and um, I'm horrible. Especially in wrestling. I'm horrible. I can t- usually tell when someone's not is like short. Or tall, or really tall, but like sometimes I'm not good with heights. But um, some, yeah, you can tell some with some people based off of the ropes, the ring ropes, you know. Right, that, right. Like we know Rey Mysterio is a pretty tiny guy for sure. Right, and Clark um, Connors, I can tell you, is 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 not tall. Okay, okay, okay. That that makes sense. Five so, foot. He's right. billed at five foot six. So there you go. He's billed at five foot six. Yeah. Oh, he's short as. F- no, no disrespect. Clark, he could, he's awesome. I like Clark. No, Clark, he's fantastic. But, wow. but uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's surprising to me. Okay, um, so the winner of Knight and Connors is going to go against uh, the winner of Akira and Bailey. So yeah, um, I'm, yeah, that sounds I'm like guessing fun. Clark Connors versus Francisco. I don't know who will win between Akira and Bailey. That's interesting. I'm going to guess Connors and Akira because they are both full-time New Japan guys. 
Well, I can see yeah. Bailey getting to Hiromu so he can have his title shot because he beat him in the best of the Super Juniors. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, after that, we got uh, Rich Swan, Taguchi, DKC versus Jack Cartwheel, uh, Enzo, Real One, and Starboy Charlie. So, yeah, I mean, look, this is an inoffensive six man tag. Real or Enzo will be. Is it a six man tag? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Starboy Charlie's pretty cool. I saw him at GCW and Jack Cartwheel. Cartwheel is great. So you got Charlie and Cartwheel teaming up with Enzo. Hopefully he doesn't try to go into business for himself too much, and they just have a good match. He'll probably want to cut a promo, though. And Jack Cartwheel seems like one of those guys that uh, would be really really good in like DDT or something. You know where he's been wrestling a lot lately? Where? Mexico. Oh, that yeah? That makes sense. That makes sense, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He looks like he used to be like a running back or something because he's just thick. I think and I had heard that. I think he was in college only a, a couple years ago. He might still be shit. That's true. Let me see. Jack Cartwheel. Because you got to think with Jack Cartwheel, he was mainly wrestling in California only for a little while. Um, doing like West Coast Pro. And Jack Cartwheel. His name is Jack Cartwright. Yeah. And oh, he, does he, he was on the. He was a running back. On Chapman yeah. University. I'm looking at his profile right now. Is that California? Yeah, Chapman. It's like in Orange County somewhere. Probably. In, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three-sport yeah, athlete. athlete. Three-sport athlete in, in uh, football, wrestling, and gymnastics in high school. So there you go. I would have guessed track gymnastics and football. But there, you, yeah, exactly. So athletic guy. Um, very early in his career. E- even though he's been doing it for years. Um, yeah, I would guess he's like he's saying he was a freshman in 2018 in college, so you know he's twenty, he's 24, 23, something like that right now. So there you go. Cool. Um, I think that'll be fun. We we want, uh, of course this is probably being billed as a pay per view, right? Which we've talked a million times about. How we don't want to pay for pay per views that are substandard <laughs> to the free shows you give us. Yeah, we've had that discussion. Um, Numerous so. times, but at the same time, I don't really feel like this is a New Japan show, to be honest with you. So, I'm not mad at that not being available on New Japan World. Okay. Um, this this sounds great. Uh, Matt Seidel and Yo versus Bushi and Shun Skywalker from Dragon Gate. So, oh, cool. uh, you've seen Shun Skywalker IRL yeah. before. Yes. And he's, he's a good wrestler. Uh, I think that'll be cool. Bushi and Shun versus Seidel and Yo. It's kind of a very random, random mix of people. Is okay, yeah, and it's a tag match. Okay, that'll be fun. Um, I'm excited to see that. Shun uh, Skywalker, Pax. another tall guy, six feet. I knew he was pretty tall seeing him in person. What? Yeah, dude, I did not realize all this shit. Like Shun Skywalker, he wrestles in Dragon Gate, so I thought he was like five three. <laughs> well, you know what's cool? I like Shun Skywalker because he's. He's a masked wrestler, and a lot of those guys can blend together, let, let's be honest, unless there's something really distinct about their mask, and he's got his ears sticking out, and that is how you can always tell it's Shun Skywalker. I feel like Dragon Gate's a little different, though. I think all their masked wrestlers are very, very different from each other. No, but I'm just I saying, mean, at times, they can blend together, 
But he's instantly, you can tell who he is because he has his ear sticking out of his mask. That's a little thing, you know? The thing for me is is his, like, the... Yes, that is... That is different. And, and he, he has, like... The, like, beads and... and, and right, right. The tassels, almost. And he also has, like, kind of a, a, a slender, like, long torso. Like a swimmer, almost, too. Yeah. Um. Speaking of masks, did you see uh, Drillistico's daughter with Pento's... Gun, Pentagon's daughter. I don't think so. I gotta. I uh, let, let's see if I can find it real quick and show it to you. Um, Pentagon Junior and his daughter with Jalistico and his. I, I. I. If if anyone's listening to this and you hear this and you haven't seen this, I uh, I'm saving it now. Uh, I highly recommend you guys look this up. This this was just a really cool cool picture. So I'm gonna go into Discord. Whoops. Going into Discord now, I hope. Okay. And then let's see, I'll click on How do I how do I do this again, bro? I don't know. I think you should just <laughs> message it to me on Messenger. Um I don't know. I, dude, I don't really I only time I go on Discord dis Discord yeah. yeah is when we're on it together. I should go on it more. I have a lot of fun stuff on here that I don't go on. Well, uh, okay, I'll just explain the picture. It's it's Penta and Drillistico, and they've got their daughters behind them to the side, and their daughters are in full costume. Drillistico and Penta's daughter are in full costume of their dads, and they're squaring off too. That's cool. And the and the girls are both the exact same size, so it's really awesome. Uh, Dr- Drillistico's daughter's wearing kind of a like a bikini top with the mask. And uh, Penta's daughter's wearing the full Penta bodysuit. So huh. Anne has her tongue sticking out. I might have seen so, that uh, online somewhere. No, but I, I, I love that. They were saying, "What were their names be? Drillistica would be her name." Terrific. So maybe we got a, a few uh, lucha luchadors um, in our future. L- luchadores. Maybe. That would be. No, I don't. I think uh, luchadores is is male and female. Luchadoras, maybe? Doras, there you go. Like Doras the Explorer. I, I just still don't think that's right, though. I think it would still be Luchadora for women. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, Pat King of Steak Philly Cheese Steak Cup Three-Way Ladder Match. Uh, did you get all that? Yeah, I, I think I did. Okay, it's going to be Hiromu, Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero's actually been killing it lately in Mexico for like the last six months. Um, he, I've seen a lot of his matches there. He's a great heel in Mexico, and he probably has some of the best matches on the card every I, time. I have to say, just Rocky in general, um, underrated in-ring ability. Fuck, underrated out-of-ring ability too, bro. He, he is... He's like the fucking... Basically, like ghetto secondhand man for America. No, no, I would say that he's you know everyone kind of knows that, and uh, he's responsible for a lot of guys, a lot of the Westerners getting there and having, uh, you know, yeah. making a name for themselves. I mean, I would have to say everyone from like Will Osprey to Chris Jericho all had to. No, I mean Jericho was a little more. Pushed in with when with Don Callis, Kenny Omega, Callis and Omega, yeah. But somebody but, like uh, Will Osprey, I would, I'm guessing Rocky 
you know, put in that position or helped well, put in that position. Probably also one of the people that helped open the forbidden door because yeah, absolutely. I mean, who was talking to Tony Khan? It was most likely Rock or it was, Rocky Romero. It was totally Rocky. Um, he was also a guy that was, you know, honestly, when they thought that, you know, the you know the young bucks and Kenny. Honestly, if you know they're they're not in the Tokyo Dome, uh, Kenny doesn't perform in the Tokyo Dome this year if it's not for Rocky Romero. I don't know if that's like, hmm. I'm just guessing, you know. Well, I know that with many interviews that I've heard, many interviews, like more than three, it it always like it's like, how did you get into New Japan? And it's always like, well, Rocky sent me a text, said, hey, you want to do this? Like, yeah, you know that happened with Eddie Kingston. You yeah. know that happened with a lot of those guys. Oh, and first of all, so, I'm going to go on a little side tangent about Eddie Kingston. Well, we are going to talk about the G1 pretty soon here. Okay, but if you haven't watched, there's a little kind of vignette type of little five, ten minute video on New Japan World of Eddie Kingston going to meet Kawada. Oh, shit. And it is outstanding. Amazing. They like kind of take him by surprise and... They, they do a card ride over with Eddie, and they don't tell him where they're going. And he gets what? to go meet him, and he like kind of borderline tears up, and he gets to interview Aww. him. It's awesome. And I guess one of the parts is he goes, I get contacted that I'm going to do the G1, and then I call Rocky, and I say, is this for real? So someone else must have reached out to him first, and then you know, Rock, he went to Rocky and said, is this really happening? And he's like, yeah. So I think Rocky is just the guy that you, you know, is the go-between and the liaison, yeah. if you will. I mean, I remember, um, I guess when Steve Carino was doing his gig there, when he was doing mm -hmm. the color commentary um, before Callis, before he went to NXT, he was kind of that guy that Rocky is now um, oh. to a degree. I think he was kind of the, but I think Rocky has a little more, I'm just yeah. I don't. We don't know for sure. New Japan's very well. He's been in New Japan for longer than. Well, he's one of the. He was anyone? at. He was in, at in the. From any American. Well, he was at the original LA dojo. With yeah, you yeah, know yeah Samoa Joe and Brian Samo Danielson right and TJP. Um, yeah, among so, others. I mean, so he definitely has uh, some time there, but I think. He had a similar role to what Carino had, but he's probably mm -hmm. taken it to another level um, that that Steve Carino did. So um, he's definitely seen as the Western liaison at the very least, if not Booker. Yeah, he, he yeah. was clearly well, uh, yeah, somebody booking I, Strong. Uh, you know, the whole time I think he was probably the head guy for Strong. Yeah, the, and that's that's what I was thinking. I mean, uh, definitely. Just, you know, you never really hear a bad thing about the guy, and uh, he, he he has a great, you know, as far as wrestling goes, he's looked the same for about 15 years. Like, yeah. physically, yeah, looks exactly the same. Um, and, you know, when I watched New Japan, I think he was in the first match I ever saw when he was with, uh, uh, when he was doing the Forever Hooligans uh, gimmick with Alex Kozlov. So, okay. I mean, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh... Yeah, Rocky's awesome. And, hey, the guy can actually wrestle, too. And he's pretty good at it. Definitely. Yeah, so uh, the ladder match... <coughs> I don't understand this because it's like four on two. 
Is there so a cheesesteak? Sure it's a six-person yeah, on the top of the match. Yeah, I don't. On the they're I'm not pulling sure. down I, the like cheesesteak. The cheese drips out, or what if it falls apart? Um, yeah, that's we're gonna have to figure all that out. Um, but <laughs> it's gonna be. I don't know if it's. I, I'm guessing. I guess it's six six people all for themselves. But they they align it as four versus two, which is wrong. Uh, we got Takahashi Romero, Master Wato, the uh, best of the Super Junior winner. Blake Christian, Doki, and a guy named Lowrider. Are you sure it's not like a three-way tag team match? I think it's every man for himself. Uh, but it, it, oh no, it's no, it's a three-way. So uh, wait, it is Takahashi it is. and Rocky versus Wato and Blake Christian versus Doki and Lowrider. Hiromu and Rocky. That's an interesting random tag team in a way. Yeah, I, I think so. This is New Japan. It's Japanese web development, which is about 10 years behind. So it's kind of hard to tell what's going on. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but it, uh, yeah. Okay. It's it's just not, it's not, yeah. Okay. The Lucky Dip tag match. What is Lucky Dip? What brand is that? Is that Japanese? Is that like a chewing tobacco or something? That's what I was thinking. Let's see. Lucky Dip. Lucky Dip. I can't. I can't find anything about... Okay, so I guess that's just what they're calling it. Uh, Lucky Dip Tag Team Match. Oh, they're calling it that because uh, tag team partners are random. Okay. Okay, so these people will be random partners. We have Kosei Fujita, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Kanemaru, Alex Shelley, TJP, Cheeseburger, and Robbie Eagles. So... Might be a bit of a throwaway match. I hate to say it to those guys. <laughs> uh, five-way match. Fugaz, Leo Rush, Dragon Kid, KC Navarro, Soberano Jr. So Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, this card's losing me a little bit. I think it sounds fun, dude. I mean, I mean I'm sure got, it'll be fun. It, but... it is a junior festival. It's not a New Japan thing. I mean, you got Cheeseburger... You got Alex Shelley. You got uh, a lot of impact guys, but you got uh, Soberano Jr. from Mexico. You got Dragon Kid from uh, Japan. So I think it's interesting. Um, the only thing that confuses me is when I look at the lineup that says that's the final match. Is just that that so? So it's so not a tournament. Hiromu is not in the tournament. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Oh, it's Nick, a festival. Nick Wayne, Nick, 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 Nick Wayne will be there too. So okay. Mao and El Desperado. Mao from DDT. El Desperado. Jordan. So we have AEW. We have New Japan. We have Dragon Gate. We have Impact. Um, Indies and yeah, Ring of Honor. I guess that don't count. So we'll see, man. I'm sure this is one of those things, uh, Justin, where you'll hear about it. If it's good or bad, you know, people, someone will tell you like, oh, you got to watch this and then you'll watch it. Yeah. Not, I mean, if I would definitely, you know, I would go if the means were right for sure. But, um, you know, we'll see it. I mean, it's not like, you know, we've talked about it before is like when New Japan comes here, they've kind of deviated away from the offering that traditional New Japan experience. And that kind of is yeah, what, yeah, that's true. It kind of doesn't feel uh, authentic like it they tried to intentionally which we all loved with that first show in long beach in uh, you know seven years ago god that was a long time ago wasn't it or something like that 
Um, yeah, it was forever now. Yeah. Dang, man. That's 2016, oh. 2017. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was 2017. Yeah. But Yeah, because uh, yeah. my mom told me that if I didn't fuck up, she would buy me a ticket, but I fucked up. So <laughs> I didn't get my ticket there. Uh, Otherwise, we could have met early, huh? Perhaps. Unknowingly. Um... So I think this is wrestling news. Um, let's 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 move on to this. Should away. we just do the G one right away? Or should we? No, uh, I, okay. I, we will. We'll move on to that after this. But I I, I want to talk to you about this because okay. it is wrestling news. It has to do with uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. Have you heard of? Or excuse me, there is nothing called Twitter, right? Isn't it called X? I like don't give X. a shit. I go it's on it X. and I still yeah. call it Twitter in my head. I I don't know. Who cares? We all do. We all do. So, when we use X, you know, all that stuff, uh, he is removing block, blocking from X. I just don't get on there to the point where I want to block people. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but could you imagine having, you know, 80,000 followers? Yeah. And, you know, you're blocked by a wrestler, right? I don't think so. I am. How can I tell who I'm blocked by? (laughs) I know it's like you. you, It's like a wrestler that you just go to their page and you're like, "Wait, I'm blocked." It happens to Uh me, man. I am blocked by Edge. I am blocked by the Young Bucks. Um, I'm also blocked by Chelsea Green. So what? What have you said about them? I don't even remember. Mm. Like literally, I think the Young Bucks. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not super into being the elite," and then they blocked me. Oh, um, so I never yeah, really, uh, um, I never really put my opinion on Twitter with anything. You, well, you, you obviously you do because you put it in podcasts and we post that on Twitter, right? Kenzo made some ice cream. It's pretty good. Oh, that's not, it's good, man. Cream? Your boy. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Um, you do I don't. Yeah, but I do, but I I don't tweet my or X my opinions or whatever it's called now. I don't yeah. put them in print or whatever. You know, I don't put them did you know in words on there. You don't feel like you need to be heard like all the other fucking unself aware people that feel like they're the main characters. I don't feel like it accomplishes anything for my own personal agenda. I, I occasionally maybe I'll put something You're, out there when I put my drawings doesn't. out there. Occasionally, I have a comment, but it's usually the name of the wrestler you drew. Yeah, or like just some kind of statement about him or memory or whatever. But it's like, I, I guess, I don't know if it's like I don't feel strongly enough about saying it. I just I just don't feel like that the, the need or the craving to yeah. put it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to explain, but well, I'm just not that I, emotionally... I know uh, and I uh, don't because I, I I am the type that you do. Of, I've seen your stuff and I, I think most of the stuff you say is fine. And, and There's it, nothing. It is, it is hard tre- uh, treading that world. At least I say it is because I care. You know, we have like for example, Hinare, like Hinare, friend of the show, right? Yeah. Like if no, Hinare has a match that's not so great. Since he's a friend of the show, I'm not going to go on Twitter and talk about that. I'll just say, you know, you know, oh, this match was okay, you know. But I'm, and, and it's that kind of made me start thinking, like, you know, we know Hinare, and I'm not going to talk shit about him. But just because someone I don't know, it doesn't mean I'm going to talk shit about them 
now. And that's kind of, the, I try to be very positive. If I have something mean to say, I try to say it constructively. And I also have to think, like, for myself, I'm not a fucking wrestler, bro. You know, I'm not in the business and stuff. So I don't know if our, our opinions are even that important in the first place, you know, as far as t- telling them on Twitter. So yeah, I, I just try I mean, to be positive. I feel like people put their opinions out or they just, they do stuff to get attention. That's 100%. Yeah. And I, so they I think they, you know, what they say about a wrestler is you're supposed to take your own personality and turn it up to 100 or whatever. I think yeah. people on Twitter tend to take their own opinion and turn it up to 100. Oh, for sure. But the people that do that the most, if you go and uh, click through, you'll find they have like two followers. And, you know, their eggs like or whatever so, their default yeah, profile. Yeah, the other thing is usually when people are abnormally rude on Twitter, I've found that it's there's usually some personal issues going on there that uh, are un, <laughs> unsolved. Yeah, so, see, like I would never get that. I mean, I we sh- I shared with you the one little encounter I had on my Instagram with somebody that was. Oh, I remember that. Dis- yeah, you're, disparaging you're my not, art. You need to stop being popular because your drawings aren't as good as other artists who are popular, or that are good or something, yeah. <laughs> or that are talented. But like, I did get a little pissed off about it, but like not to the point. You were where, nice though. You were yeah. respectful, and he apologized. No, I just, I really, yeah, I, I, I wanted to understand his stance. Like, you know, it wasn't like an overtly racist. It was a subject. My art, it's, art is subjective, right? Like, There's, but whatever. It's, not even, so, it's just not at all. I yeah. wouldn't even say that one single little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when I put out the New Japan rap that made me a meme, um, I had one guy that said I was racist for putting that out. You know? Right, right. And it's hard to reason with someone like that. I mean, I, I, I even sent him a picture of my girlfriend at the time, and he was like, Yeah, I mean, that I was, was like, probably oh, a mistake, because, I mean, that's... But to me, yeah, it's like, um, um, that's where you hope that someone else on the internet will say, you know, we'll have your back. But it doesn't always work out that way, right? Hey, but, you know, I'll say being positive about... You know, being positive does help because that is part of the reason my video did blow up. It's because Kenny Omega jumped into a conversation I was having with someone and I was being the nice guy. The other guy was being the dick and Kenny was, you know, looking up his own name on Twitter and found it and boom, like jumped it. You don't know shit about me. And I was like, I was a good guy then. So, you know, if you guys are going to tell your opinion, be positive. If you're not going to be positive, be constructive at least. And, uh... That's my that's my guide to people. So no, there's no more blocking. So all those wrestlers that have blocked you guys, go check out their shit again. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the G1 climax. Um, what number is, are, are we at? Is it at 30? 33. Thirty-three. That's not a very great number. We gotta wait till thirty-five. Okay. So let's jump straight into this in the sense that the winner. Was fucking Naito, baby! Woo! Yeah, that's great. I'm a I, I'm a huge Naito guy. I mean, him and Hiromu were two of the big guys that really, you know. Well, actually, when I first was hearing about New Japan, the two guys that drew me in were were Nakamura and Naito. So, you know, it was Naito, cool to see. Naito's him. awesome. I, I, you know, I except when he was not a heel, he kind of he kind of sucked at that point, but. 
Uh, Naito, Los Ingo Bernabalos, he's become a standard bearer of New Japan, one of the most popular wrestlers. And Naito did it. I think having Naito win was good booking in the sense that, one, Naito gets to most likely win at Wrestle Kingdom again, which is awesome. Most likely. I, I mean, we don't know. But the second is that uh, Naito wrestled like Naito. They really trusted him. They gave him the ball, and he ran with it. I mean, wouldn't you agree, or would you agree that he kicked ass in this tournament? Absolutely. I mean, I think he had a few down points, but, I mean, those last three matches, I mean, I mean, the guy was incredible. I mean, I especially that Osprey match, I saw moves and reversals that I had never seen before. And, and he was evolving. You notice Naito was changing his shit up. He was using his... He was doing... For this tournament, the story at the end there was like, he's using his knees, and like all his moves, he's like banging the dude onto his knee. So like he was doing that arm drag kind of, you know, or, or flip kind of onto the back of his knee. You know what I'm talking about? And he, And I think he's the definition of like you know, saving his best. Because, I mean, we had T-shirt Naito at Forbidden Door, right? <laughs> oh, um, shit. He, like, he, I think that might be what preserves himself, is that he does take a night off sometimes, right? I mean, he's not balls to the wall every time. He, no. he, I know he's not in the best shape in the world. I know he's, his knees are gone uh, to a point. He's had. Well, there were points when he was, like, fucking struggling to get into the ring. Like, you could just tell. He's had some they're, they're serious points. He was yeah. wrestling with goddamn double vision. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he had double vision and Kenny Omega was cross-eyed. And, well, Kenny had vertigo, I think. Vertigo, but, um, yeah. Um, my uncle recently was dealing with double vision, had to have some surgery and some Oof. prism glasses to help him. But, I mean, he was at the point where he had to look down when he was walking. and, and it, Oh, it's God. Just, I couldn't. It's that bad. I mean, it's a, it's a huge ailment that he had to deal with, and um, let alone performing at a top athletic level. And I know from what we hear and what we've, you know, gathered, Naito, despite his kind of persona, is a huge company guy, right? And there's been a lot of times where maybe he should have gotten the ball and he didn't, such as what Wrestle Kingdom. The one where he won the G1 in 2017 and 2018 Wrestle Kingdom. I don't remember what number that was. 12, maybe? And he lost he's, to he's, Okada. When he lost to Okada, that was the Chris Jericho and, uh, and Omega year. match. And then, yeah, yeah, later on, he finally won. But but he probably should have won that year. He was attacked by Kenta when he was doing his roll call. When he did the double belt thing. And that was maybe... Yeah, it seems like, you know, uh, if he wasn't such a company guy, he could have spoke up uh, to those issues and said, hey, this is kind of bullshit and I should should give me that moment or, um, you know, why am I losing to fucking Okada after that kind of thing. But he's a company well, guy and I think he's being rewarded for it. And this has a lot of, I've heard it some other places and I, I, I this has a lot of parallels to Tanahashi in 2018 when he won the G1. Uh, as in the older guy coming back. Yeah, or it's just like, you know, this is probably his last run if he gets that title, which we're kind of expecting in Wrestle Kingdom. 
It's probably his last run with the title, fair to say. Um, his last G1 win, I would guess. I don't know about the last run with the title, but it's possible. It's, it's pretty fair to say. I think they were about the same age at the time. Um, 41-ish, right? Um, I didn't think Tanahashi was older than that, brother. No, no. Tanahashi's like no? 46 now, so... He was about forty. He was about forty-one when he won that G one in twenty eighteen. Okay. Okay. So wow. I, I I think it's it's a swan song with the title uh, for him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Same I, age. I, they uh, were the same age when they when the. Okay. I was waiting was for that follow up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's that's awesome, man. Sorry, and they're both Sting wrestling. Sting is actually 86 and he's still <laughs> yeah. wrestling. It's fucking wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. They should have a team with Nick Wayne. It's like grandson and yeah. Know, or grandpa. get the little girl from, Oh wait, she's not little girl anymore from the Kenny Omega match. Right. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, I think this, I, I'm going to just do the, the broad scope thing here again. I, I decided this year, I don't want to do the whole, he got a B like, like right. Uh, hey, I, we can sum a, up every guy in a sentence and just kind of, you know, right? I, I just wanted to take the broad strokes uh, and talk about the best. And right. uh, I, I think this G1 was good to, to like, like I'd say, like, uh, 7.58. Uh, I, I think a lot of people have seen better. Um, but also there's, there was some booking stuff with the young guys where none of them got through. And I, I wonder if that was a mistake. I guess we'll find out. Um, I definitely think putting them all in the same block was kind of done intentionally. It made for some great matches. It made for some great matches. And I think it was done intentionally to be able to kind of put those guys on the back burner and have them eat, you know, destroy each other. I mean, they had a lot yeah. of draws in between them, so I think that was done yeah. intentionally. Um, but what worries me is is you look at someone like Tamiya, who's not a young guy. Uh, he is young, but he's not a he's not recently from Excursion. He's been in Noah for years, um, and this big match with him and Okada that we were supposed to see eventually, and he doesn't even make it out of the block. And it looks bad for Noah too. I, I was shocked that Noah even let that happen. Um, if I, my top I, guy went into a tournament and I found out he was just going to you know, job out to a bunch of people, I'd be like, nah, we'd rather not. Yeah, but I don't think New Japan was going to... I mean, you can see with the stuff that when New Japan does anything with AEW, who comes out usually and all that. So I, I think, uh, you know, New Japan has done this in the past, right, with guys from other companies. But, I mean, Best of the Super Juniors, kind of the same thing. When they had, uh, but isn't like Noah Bailey themselves really good? I feel like Bailey did great in best. Yeah, Bailey. Did, yeah, but Bailey is not from another company in Japan. He is. He's from oh, in Japan, but he's yeah. from Impact. I know, but that's. I think that's that's different. I think the other Japanese companies they're not going to treat. I mean, well, first of all, from what I hear, Kitamiya isn't exactly treated well by Noah. And what do you mean by that, specifically? Like, they've had chance to, you know, put him at the top, but they end up burying him, too. He's been champion multiple times. Okay, but I don't know. What I've heard is Noah doesn't exactly treat him great, either. Huh. But I, 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 that could I be completely misunderstood on my part. Who's, who's to say, but... 
And you'd figure he would be wrestling for a different company by this or, point. Or, you know. Been there for years. Yeah. So, I, I, that was a little odd to me. But, um, you know, uh, when we talk about some of the uh, best performers, I'm going to go ahead and throw out uh, Umino, Yotsuji, um, obviously Naito. I thought Tanahashi was great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Hinare. Hinare it was awesome in this. This was his best tournament, I think. Hanari was great, and they put him in the, a block that was just perfect for him, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, g- great stuff from him, a new look. Uh, really, really great job. Maybe we'll have to um, we'll have to talk to him about that soon. Um, so, yeah, who, who were the guys that uh, stood out for you? Um, well, I'm going to be honest, uh, you know, Eddie Kingston – like oh, we yeah, talked I about earlier, to say, Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? I've got that queued up right when we get off here. It's uh, it's new NJPW now number five eighteen. Yes. So for anyone, it's, I'm gonna it's, watch that right when we get off of here. Yeah, Eddie Kingston uh, was just someone that like, how do you not root for the guy? Um, oh, yeah. And his backstage. Pr- I watched a lot of the the backstage. I liked watching those. And he was fantastic in those. And, um, you know, I also thought Hinari stood out. Um, Mm -hmm. He freaking almost died in the first match, and he had to gut it out. He was probably as hurt as anyone. Uh, Okay, he told me that it was not as bad as it seemed. Well, do you think he was going to tell you it was as bad as it seemed? (laughs) (laughs) He said he's totally fine. Okay. That, uh, well, then when he you know gets whacked in at the next match, then yeah, it, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see if it happens three or four times. He, he told you that after a couple strong zeros or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I of course Shota Umino to me. Uh, out of those three musketeers, Shota and 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 Yodasuji are just a little bit ahead of Renarita. Um, if not yes. far ahead of Ranarita, no offense and, and to Ran because I, I think like he's that, that might be a little bit character uh, wise. Yeah, um, we got two new characters that are really cool. One of them kind of being a Tanahashi ish, but he's yeah. he's doing his own thing. And then we have, I mean, we have a, a kind of a copycat character, um, moves and even attitude, um, everything just. Uh, looking like who am I? What, what? What? Who's the wrestler? I can't say the wrestler. I'll just say the wrestler. Yeah. Shibata. It's it's they have two dynamic personalities, and they have. I mean, they, they're a very good blend when you put the three of them together. They're all yeah. completely different from each other. Um, and then you also got a guy who's not back yet, is Yomura, who I think will fit in as well with those three. So I, I went and watched uh, a bunch of Impact matches. Uh, with Uemura in them, by the way, mm-hmm. recent recent matches. This guy is is he looks like the ultimate babyface right now. So um, we'll see how they. Yeah, but he he's got to be coming back soon. I'm I'm maybe Wrestle Kingdom some somewhere around there. New beginning or the you know we'll see. Yeah, somewhere yeah, after he, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, he's he's doing great in uh, Impact actually. So good. This yeah. is not. This is not like uh, Master Watto, where a lot of people are watching him in Mexico and being like, ah, it's just not panning out in Mexico. It's like, no, Uemura is kicking ass right now. And, was uh, was that the uh, 
the impression of him in Mexico. I don't remember hearing. Yeah, yeah, that was, and then I watched a bunch of matches of him in Mexico, and I was just like, dude, this is not going to go well. Um, it took him coming back to Japan and working for a few years to get back to normal. Um, for some reason, I don't, I don't know why that is. Uh, Suji, though, and, you know, the other guys are just, they're finding their way right away. And especially, I, I got to say, Yoda Suji is, is so next level to me. Anytime like off the charts. they could just put your teeth on a t-shirt, <laughs> like, and it's is that, that it recognizable. Yeah, they, well, they got that new Gene Blast shirt, which is, okay. his nickname is hilarious. But look up, you know, Gene Blast shirt, and you'll see it. He's got the smile in the Los Angeles Obelis kind of silhouette. It's yeah, I want. I'm probably gonna get it at some point. But it's um, an iconic smile. He smiles. He smiles whenever he's getting his ass kicked too, which is awesome. He's got like this creepy smile, and it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that John Elway smile, and uh, it's uh, even better than that. And yeah, he uses it as part of his character. Whoever saw that and was like, you got a million dollar smile, dude. You need to use that uh, as your psychology. Great idea, by the way. Um, and he's got so. the perfect kind of facial hair to complement it. I mean, uh, the guy's look is, is nailed down pretty well. And then Umino is kind of the, the handsome guy. Um, but he's got a fiery devil side to him. Um, yeah, and I think that's what's going to separate him from uh, Uemura, who is just this God, smiling, everyone right. loves you type of uh, baby face. Again, yeah, we'll I mean, those, they're being put in that, you know, the slow cooker um, Yeah. for now, and I think that's fine, and I think that was the proper story to tell for now. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to say no to seeing Naito and Okada. Like, you can't, I can't be mad at that, uh, you know? Well, yes and no. I mean, there are times when you need to rocket ship someone young. And they did that with someone in New Japan, and his name's Okada. And um, we've seen results from that. So, you know... Also, I, uh, kind of going back to Kinemi, I'm sorry, my ADHD undiagnosed by... Well, self-diagnosed is kicking I'll in. I'll diagnose you. Do you think this Kinemiya thing was kind of an audition for New Japan to to to, no. to, to steal him? I, I, no, I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, he's been in Noah forever. Um, he was represented by Noah. He was a Noah, Noah wrestler in New Japan. I right. Mean, the, he's already wrestled for New Japan uh, a few times, and he's wrestled in Japan for years. So what, what audition would you need, like, except to watch his... I mean, what what is such a huge difference from a Noah crowd to a New Japan crowd? Is it the people he wrestles with? Well, maybe they just want to see what he was like personally backstage and how to deal with what kind of person he was, and you know that kind yeah. of thing, like a character trial. I don't know. It's it's possible, but what I've heard about anyone who's like the ace of a company, like we've all thought, like, oh, why doesn't uh, the guy from All Japan? Oh, not Jake Lee. No, 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 no. The best wrestler. The, K Kento. Kento Miyahara. Right. Everyone's always like, why doesn't Kento Miyahara leave? And it's like, dude, if the top guy leaves those companies, it would be just devastating for those companies. Uh, who, who it's these companies that already aren't that big, and then their very top guy leaves. I mean, and that's kind of like... So they're probably paying that guy more than anyone else. 
A guy like Miyahara, I wonder how much money he makes. I mean, they're how much. I wonder that stuff too, but I wonder like how much New Japan guys make because honestly, like you sometimes with the way sales go, like I can't see these guys making over a hundred thousand a year. But yeah, I would say make more. I mean, I would say a guy like Naito probably makes high six figures. Yes, or Okada probably high high six figures. The top guys, but uh, of course, like a uh, young lion fresh out, they're probably making you know. Bushi. My, guess, my guess is minimum a hundred, a hundred thousand a year. That's my guess is minimum. Okay. Uh, that that would be my random guess. Guys in in other companies and stuff like that, like Stardom and stuff. I'm guessing they are not, you know, always crossing that boundary. So, I, I I've heard it said that like. You start off in NXT at 100K, okay, right? I've heard them making way less money. Way okay. less money. Oh, yeah, I've heard the NXT guys make like 40, 50, 60 grand a year. And I think they pay the women more because of the, the cost of their, like... Cosmetics? Cosmetics and stuff like that. I heard, well, I think, I don't know if they, like, house you in NXT, but I heard they, wake, they don't make very much money at okay. all. Here, we got we got the info here, okay? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Uh, the and this is America. America has a lot of money, but Japan has a lot of money too. Those are both pretty rich countries. So, um, per the write-up, the average NXT salary is 80,000 per year. Um, most contracts uh, are between 50 and 150,000. So, you're with I I'm guessing your top guys, your you know, whoever, Wesley or no, Braun Breaker. That dude's making one hundred fifty thousand a year, right? Right, but like, let's say they when they signed Shotzi Blackheart, they said, "Here's fifty grand a year." Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're at that level and you're just like a higher right off of a tryout, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's not that bad to be, to train in wrestling all year. That's pretty fucking good, actually. <laughs> I guess not, and you have access to some pretty great facilities and teachers. Um. Uh, Although, Justin, as the socialist that I am a little bit, I mean, as uh, the value that they provide to the company is probably worth like a million dollars a year minimum, it would be my guess. Um, Well, it depends. Eventually, yeah. I I mean, even NXT guys, uh, you know, this company is setting record profits, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, that's, we're not having that conversation right now, but yeah. We will do, we will do wrestlings and labor uh, one day, but not right now. So, yeah, I I mean, yeah, I I, I mean, New Japan guys, it's just weird though, because like you don't, New, New Japan, the wrestlers don't have a habit of wearing diamond rings and, you know, gold necklaces and stuff, so... They have nice, dude. They have nice cars, though. Like Ibushi spends a lot of money on uh, clothes and cars. I believe. Yeah, um, so. but I also feel like they must find other ways to get paid and well, do merch, stuff. They, they, I think merch. they get a good cut of their merch compared to WWE. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and you know, if Ibushi. And a lot of those guys, when they come out here, I think they get a lot more. Well, the whole Fantastica Mania thing is when the Mexican wrestlers go to Japan for Fantastica Mania, it's allegedly their biggest payday of the year. Well, like I said, there's a lot of money in America and Japan. There's less money in Mexico. 
Right. I mean, you have, have you seen how much ticket prices are for Arena Mexico? No. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, last time I checked, and this was pre-COVID, I'm pretty sure, like, front row seats are, like, $15. Sweet. And, and like, the the nosebleed seats are, like, fucking $3. Right, right. You know? Uh, I, I even asked Lucha Blog. I was like, are these numbers real? He was like, yeah. So, I mean, just a uh, big difference. Where New Japan tickets are quite expensive, I believe. Are, are they not? They've started to go up recently, yeah. Yeah. When I went Especially. to the G1 and where I sat, which was, they were great seats. Mm -hmm. I think I've shown you the pictures. Um, they were a, over $100. Yeah, yeah that, that's, you know, you think of that and compared that, to, I got, I, $35 got me into the Galen Center to watch uh, ROH. And yeah. And pretty good seat too. Um, so. And these were, you know, this was at the, a pretty sold out. This that stadium Oda, when I went Oda was Ward? packed. Oda Ward was packed when I went. It was sold yeah. out, um, and I want to say it was night four of the G one, night three, something like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, twenty nineteen, it was like kind of on the decline of peak popularity, would you say? But it was still very popular. Still popular, yeah. Um, and I think that you know the main event was Tanahashi and Kenta. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I think I paid about a hundred and some hundred, about a hundred dollars American dollars um, to sit Sounds where we. It, and they were great seats; they were fantastic. So I wasn't on the floor, but I was a little on the riser just above, which you can actually see in the ring. Mm. Uh, so I can go back there and see you. Are you on um, camera? No, I think I was near the camera. I was okay. Sides? I was I was on the side. Um, I was like, when I would sit down, straight down, facing, I was facing the ring, obviously, but the, I was kind of, um, you know, diagonal to the stages. Okay. So I, so I think I was off camera. I have to look. Um, but, you know, uh, Kevin now, and Rocky were like straight down, but facing the ring away from me. So. Oh, that sounds awesome. Now, what wrestling I saw the shows side of them. can what wrestling shows can we see you on, Justin? Heat Wave. No, you know what you will see me on, but you can't find them because they're not on YouTube anymore. Jello Little... Wrestling. <laughs> no, hell no. Uh, well, almost worse at this point. Or, <laughs> but if you, they don't have them on YouTube anymore, but the you we were gonna it. we were gonna do an X we were gonna do an XPW episode this week and it kind of fell through with all the big news and stuff um if you look at some of those old xpw uh shows such as i want to say damage inc and rapture something like that <laughs> that's what they called them I, i'm in the front row wearing a dan marino jersey so there you go okay we'll watch <laughs> for that um at least you're one like, of those shows but you're like dave yeah. Meltzer at the shy town rumble i don't know if you knew that but like on the shy town rumble uh Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair, like, Meltzer's in the first row. And, oh, I've heard uh, that, yeah. watch it, and he's, like, freaking the fuck out. You know, you can tell he's, he is a fan. I he didn't have his that. little notepad? Nah, he was, like, he was, like, freaking out, dude. He was just a fan there. He was, like, oh, shit, clapping and just going crazy <laughs> and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, all this New Japan business, by the way, uh, Kidani, uh, is that his name? Kidani is the uh, president. Right, 
we'll just Obari? Say yes. Obari? Oh, maybe there's a president and a CEO of like Bushi. Uh, okay. they, they they got the guy that comes out there and hands the belts out and the trophies. He kind of looks like uh, the guy that married Beetlejuice and Lydia. Oh boy, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that may be probably Sudabiashi or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it's Kadani though. He he was talking one of their business guys. Okay. He was talking about. Um, why New Japan is not selling the same amount of tickets they sold uh, pre-pandemic. And, you know, the pandemic affected things badly. Um, we're not going to get into all that. We've talked about We've probably spent 20 hours talking about it. But, I mean, we did a whole episode on it. But it's like, dude, things don't, just don't immediately go back to normal, you know? Well, especially in Japan. Especially um, in Japan. And, uh, you know, I've actually noticed on a lot of those G1 shows that the, they are, the, the people are starting not to wear their mask as much. I've noticed that too, than I thought. Actually, a little like faster a than I thought. But I do think in Japan there's still a hesitancy to go out and spend money. And, yeah. um, you know... I, and let's be honest, like, Sonata is champion right now, and it's not the most No, it's he's getting his attractive. turn. It's him getting his turn, not... Yeah. It's him getting his turn. It's not like, it's not like uh, a huge draw. Yeah, there's not a lot of huge draws, really, in the company right now, um, or a big rivalry at the top. Like, you had your Kenny and, and Okada, and you had the Bullet Club at its full... Bullet Club is, you know rebuilding and, and going in a yeah. different direction right now and is 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 on the positive side but no and it isn't new japan itself is in a rebuilding phase just like is. your favorite team when your favorite team wins a playoff wins the championship and two years later they can't win a fucking game you know it, it's time to rebuild yeah it's like it's we're yeah. in a rebuilding phase for the next couple of years and honestly i think there's a lot of great stuff on the horizon with new japan but it is going to be a little bit like this for the next two or three years. Um, uh, another know? thing also is that New Japan has been really hesitant to sign people. Uh, that has to do with Mercedes Monet. That's yeah. one of the reasons. Um, they put a lot of money into her. Um, hopefully we see her more uh, once she heals up. But you, it, it kind of sucks in a way because, it, it, you know, Aussie Open was picked up by AEW. And they've been hardcore New Japan guys, but New Japan could not commit to them. And, you know, if they couldn't commit, that's how that's, it is what it is. Well, also, it's, they need to develop domestic talent because, yeah. like oh, you yeah. said, if those guys bull up there, they want to go back to the West and stay home. Or they want to, you know, like, mm. I, think they're, I honestly think they're on the verge of losing a guy like Will Ospreay. I don't think he's. I think he's gone, dude. Next year, he's already on that Callus team, from what I saw. Right. I've heard him say he would never live in America. Right, but he doesn't have to live in America to. That's true. To be there six months a year and live, then go. In fact, he could live in England. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't yeah, know. Like Jay White, but, same thing, and Kenny Omega, same thing. I mean, I feel like if domestic talent gets. I mean, if. You know, foreign talent gets big there. They just want to go back home or go to the United States. Once and they get big that's enough, that's been a problem ever since New Japan blew up. Is is the yeah. question? Is New Japan a feeder system? Um, 
And for Gaijin, it it, it kind of is in a way. Um, right. Even AJ like, Styles. Yeah, even someone like um, Hikaleo, like like a big guy like that. Like as right. he gets older and stuff, oh God, you know WWE is gonna hit him up. Yeah, if they haven't already. I mean, he's already old enough. He's already thirty something or thirty. Yeah, um, he's kind of got a young face to him, to be honest, I, to me. Yeah, Tomatonga is another guy who seems like he's there for. Uh, it seems like he might be a safe bet to stay at this point. Yeah. But I mean, I just feel like. They feel I don't know if being they feel like they've been burned by foreign talent, because um, I think they've always kind of seen it coming it's and knew business. It's business, yeah. though. But um, now if Tanahashi know. joined WWE, that'd be a whole different thing. But well, Nakamura right. though, that was that was that was bad for Ghetto, dude. I still heard the story of when they told him like, "Hey, everyone's leaving." That Nakamura, AJ, and the the uh, Good Brothers, like. I remember right. I think like, oh, Nakamura no. was Nakamura. I think was that was an anomaly of a guy that left and won't come back. Oh, I don't think he'll ever come back. Yeah, I, I mean he's he's been he's been in the company for years and years. He gets to work every month. Actually, he's been on TV a lot lately. But can I ask you a question? Part, uh, this is a has he been in has he been in. Uh, WWE longer than he was in New Japan? <laughs> no, hell no. It's got to be cutting it close he, now, right? No, hang on. No, no, I think he started in New Japan in the 2000s. In like 2009 or 2008, right? And then he's been in New. He's been in uh, WWE since like 2015, right? Well, let's figure it out real quick. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I think it's. I, wrong. I think I, he's. He's been he he probably was in Japan longer, yeah. But I think he he's closer than you think. He was in New Japan from two thousand two. Oh, okay. To two thousand sixteen. That's fourteen years. Yeah. From two thousand sixteen to two thousand twenty-three. Okay. So right. You got a little ways to go then, yeah. But uh, yeah. And he is the longest reigning intercontinental champion ever, and that record will never be broken, most likely. Because the title does not exist unless they revive it. Hey, Honky Tonk Man's record's about to be broken. By Gunther, huh? Yeah, but you know what? That's good. That's a that is a positive from WWE. Good on them. Sure. Sure. Do we need to do a wrestling and honky tonk man? Sure. I'd rather talk no? about Jeff Jarrett than Honky Talk Man, to be honest. Yeah, well, you can do they're just kind of, on they're a, kind of the same, right? They both have yeah. the country music gimmick. Yeah, you can do that, like the Southern influence, right? Yeah. Um, one of the other things Kadani said about um, New Japan's popularity was he blamed, correctly in my opinion, he blamed AEW. He says AEW is part of the reason that we are not as popular. Oh, absolutely. And I think they've taken away a lot of that Western audience that became New Japan fans. Absolutely. Yep. No doubt. Yep. So, uh, props on him for recognizing that and also partnering with AEW. You know, competition and partner. You have to know when it's right to partner and when it's right not to. I think that's... I, I think... I don't know, but it seems like... You know, they that's part of the reason they held back the uh, Kenny versus Osprey at Wembley because it's like, dude, we're not giving you that match. 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty amazing that they're not doing another match at Wembley, to be honest. Well, I don't think it's that amazing because, like I said, if you're New Japan, you're like, fuck that. That's, that's Wrestle Kingdom. That's not Wembley. That's not for you. Even though it's a bigger crowd. It's a bigger crowd. It's the biggest, one of the best, biggest wrestling shows of all time, but it's also an AEW show. Yeah, and, true. Um, so, yeah. So, we've, we've, we've made a million uh, different, you know, journeys to different topics, but going back to the G1, um, we both thought it was good. Um, you know, uh, I thought the Yota versus Shota match was just a sign of the future for me. Did you see that one at all? Yeah, that was um, one. Uh, to that point, it was probably my favorite match of the tournament, the draw. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, Yota versus Shota. I think Yota won. Yota Tsuji won. Against Shota Umino? I thought they went to a draw. I think Yota won in. Oh, the you last know what? It, that was the Ren, the Ren Narita um, yeah. versus uh, Shota, which draws. is a good match. There too. were a lot yeah. of draws this year, actually, yeah. which was kind of cool. So, what did you think um, of the 20 minute time limit overall? I actually, okay, so it, it, it kind of forces matches to be high speed, you know, yeah. kind of like in starting. Yeah. But, uh, so it's like there's something about that. But at the same time, look, dude, if we're going to do a 20-minute match, all it means is that we're getting to the climax a little quicker. And we're going to cut out a lot of the first six, seven minutes of just grappling. And I'm generally okay with that. And even Zack Sager, who's the TV championship, like... He is the most technical guy, and he has some of the best quick matches. What I liked about it was when it got down to the playoffs or whatever they were calling it, the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Yeah. It made those... those no time limit, though, right? Right. Right. It made those matches feel different and yeah. more important. So, like, you know when they talk about, like, you know, the intensity of, like, playoff basketball or baseball the playoffs just takes on a different feel right yeah it gave those matches the chance to feel that way like they were do or die yeah and i agree I, especially and I like for the for the for the semifinals and the finals those were some hot crowds that we hadn't seen in oh, years hell yeah no th like that's something i wanted to say is like some of these shows had incredible crowds especially near the end at sumo hall osaka was also amazing yeah um, and crockland hall there were some real bad crowds though too well that like, the beginning was, sapporo was bad and kind of in the smaller stops there wasn't very good crowds yeah there were some shows where like like and i heard this years ago from voices of wrestling and stuff it's like you you gotta support the wrestlers like you i don't know what's going on there but like guys like wrestling is based off a of crowd reaction well uh, I guess, to me if i'm new japan and you keep going to these small towns and no one shows up and no one cheers it's like you cross those motherfuckers off the list yeah yeah the thing is i you know they have such they have such a uh routine of going to certain places right like every year if you live in whatever kanagawa or whatever you get to see them a couple times a year right 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 um so yeah, I know. I agree, though. Like, but you know, that's something AEW deals with too. Like, nine out of ten shows have hot crowds, and then you'll get a random show where it's just like, "What the fuck, dude?" Yeah, it's um, just the nature of the beast. What are you gonna do? Not, oh, oh, they have raw crowds. So yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you deal with the ups and downs, and you just do the best you can. So um, yeah, it, it was fun. 
And uh, there is no briefcase challenge, so I'm not really sure why Naito Jeff Cobb. is wrestling Cobb. Oh, he's not ch- challenging. He's not challenging for the spot at Wrestling Kingdom. They, they got rid of that like last year or the year before. It was okay. Because of Okada came out and said, "If you win the G1, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be a question of whether you're going to Wrestle Kingdom. You should just go." And also, no one's ever lost the briefcase either, so it became redundant. Uh, yeah, Debushi did. Debushi did. Yeah, to Jay White. Oh. Shit. He still got put back in. But, yeah, he yeah. lost to Jay White. And they had to do gymnastics to figure out a way yeah. to do a double dat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Um, so, good shit. Um, let's see what else do I got here. Let's talk real quickly about FTR, Cash Wheeler. Uh, do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, I saw the details of the incident, allegedly, where he it was basically a road rage thing. It's pretty simple. Where he pulled a gun on someone. Like he, he flashed a gun at somebody. Uh, I heard that the guy, the victim, saw some guy swerving in and out of lanes, and he got over, and the guy, I don't know what it was, but uh, I don't know what was going on there. Um, from what I hear, FTR are good dudes, so it's a little disappointing that they would do stuff like that, or he would do stuff like that. You know, the top comment I thought was pretty hilarious. It says, we need to stop looking up to men that get dropped on their heads all the time. Um, so, I, I, it was a bad choice from a guy that seems like a good guy. I mean, and maybe he has a little violent streak. I mean, he beat the shit out of that dude that uh, assaulted Bret Hart, but then maybe I would have done the same thing. No, I think that in that instance, you don't know what that person that got in the ring has, and you need to make yeah. sure they're subdued as much as possible until, you know. Remember that, though? Like, he was the yeah. dude that got all the shots in, though. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to teach him. him in the face. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I was kind a weird of, situation. I understand that situation. That's one of those things where you want to make sure someone like that does not do that again, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not like you, yeah. No, I agree. And uh, they were, you have, you can beat a dude's ass if they are trespassing and disrupting. So that is actually legal as long as you don't kill them. Right. Um, so, yeah, I get that. It was just weird, man. It's real weird. Cash, who is like the Marty Jannetty of the group, even though he is actually, he's better than Marty Jannetty. Um, you know, he, uh, it's, it's a shitty situation. And I, I don't want to play sides and be like, it's shitty for cash. No, there, there's a victim here, and that that could have traumatized them. Yeah. Um, we will find out more. Uh, from what I know, as someone who's been through the legal system, is cash actually has no criminal record at all, which is pretty damn good for someone in their 30s, you know? I mean, yeah. Um, and I understand they didn't take his passport away or anything, and it doesn't look like, unless something really crazy comes out, in between now and then, that he's probably going over to Wembley. I'm sure he is. He also got a very small bond at $2,500, which is nothing, especially for him. Um, I mean, that's $250 to get out. So the judge, uh, the the prosecutor didn't even argue to raise the bond because the prosecutor agreed. So... Uh, he'll get out easy on bond. He'll probably have court in like three or four months, and we'll see what's going on uh, through the rest of the year. My opinion is that because of his lack of criminal record, this will probably get dropped to either a misdemeanor or something like menacing, um, is my guess. 
Right. Uh, I don't know about Florida, but I don't think they're going to charge a first-time a first-time criminal for aggravated assault for waving a gun. Right. He might lose his gun rights, though. I will tell you that. So. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. But I think uh, hopefully it's just a one-time thing, and you know we can all move on after that. What do you think about the systematic uh, gun ownership in the United States and felons that are uh, not able to get guns? Give us a breakdown on that. I'm not a gun person. I don't like. Uh, I don't own a gun. I've never shot or held a gun. Um, you never even shot one. No. That's kind of fun. I think you'd have to I'm, hold I'm one to shoot one. I'm, but I'm not a I, gun either. I actually like. I tell my friend, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable around guns. Yeah, so I, I'm totally the wrong person to ask. I don't understand the everyone's fascination with them. Yeah, I, um, I don't really. I don't. I I, 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 I mean, and I'm not. Doesn't mean that it's not. You can get like them. That's fine. We have the right to own them, but I don't understand the fascination with firearms. So. Yeah, I'm not a gun guy either. Uh amosexual as they are called um it's not really not really yeah. anything but that that's okay maybe it would be if i oh wait i can't legally own a gun never mind so it don't matter if i like them or not okay so that that happened and uh it's one of those things where we wish him the best but also the victim we hope that uh things are solved and that the truth comes out and otherwise i, I think this is going to be one of those let's not talk about it situations right um, Wait, I mean, well, I'm sure Tony's like getting the story and what happened. No, and but then, I mean publicly. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's something that we'll probably all forget about in two months. Yeah, uh, kind of like um, Uso, kind of like Jimmy. Yeah, right. So, Except for that was multiple times. Well, was it though? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um. Yeah, so that 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 happened. Uh, G1 notes, uh, FTR. Edge wrestled his last WWE match tonight. He's finished. Is he coming to AEW or is he going to be in? That's the question, Destruction dude. tour. That's the question. We'll so see. his contract okay. is ended, and people are wondering, what do you think Edge's best choice is? I think he should just go act. Uh, I heard he was good in Vikings, and he had that one detective show for a minute. I heard it was good. No, he's in a new um, show now. Percy, Percy Jackson and the the butthole whistle or whatever it's called. He's uh he's playing Ares in that. Okay. Well, no, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's decent at that. But I think he should probably just resign with WWE. And they were using the whole Toronto thing as a ploy for ratings. Who knows? We'll we'll see, man. Yeah. I, I'm interested. Uh, I'm very interested because he's got a lot of friends in AEW. Uh, yeah, he does. Would that's well? Here's what I'm thinking too. We know now that going to AEW makes you more valuable to WWE. Well, he definitely has leverage. Yeah. If he's looking so. for a few more bucks. Let's keep an eye out for Wembley. We'll see what happens because. Uh, that would be sick. I don't know if Christian's going to be there. Um, Jungle Boy. Yeah. Well, well, let's move on. Let's talk about that real quick. Wembley Stadium. 
Uh, what's your opinion on the show, the cards so far, and the build, and uh, also the tickets sold? Well, the tickets sold is pretty incredible. I'm not thoroughly excited about the card, to be honest. I feel like it's too soon to do the whole um, Adam Cole and MJF thing. And yeah, and I think it's too soon, even if you have a show with eighty-five thousand people. Well, I don't know. I I don't feel like that's a a big enough match, to be honest. What would have been your main event? Yeah, well, probably Kenny Omega and Osprey, or uh, Kenny Omega and uh, MJF, or something like that. You you would feature the UK Championship from New Japan as your main event. I mean, that's what they basically did at Wrestle Kingdom. That's a New Japan belt, though. Yeah, that's fine. I would still want to see that match. I just feel well, like of there's... of course, you and I want to see it, but... I just don't feel like there's been enough going to make MJF and Adam Cole like the top of that card. I gotta and totally it, disagree with maybe you. Maybe three this, or four this... months later, yeah, but I don't know. I, I disagree because, look, they say strike while the iron's hot, and that angle is hot right now. I hear more people talk about that than the fucking bloodline anymore. Well, the bloodline, I think we've all think is pretty I'm much run its course. course. Yeah. They but, took but that. They the milked that. Um, even in Judgment Day, like, I, I hear, like, everyone is into this. Now, I, I say I hear. It's like, who the fuck am I? I don't talk to tons of people per day and i hate when podcasters like well twitter says right so i can't say 100 percent. at least they let seth and uh you know finn have a little better match this time before they put the bullshit in no it's bro it's still (laughs) bullshit did you see the one where he slid the money in the bank and it went under the legs to to the to the opponent no i mean i haven't i haven't watched a second of raw it looks like straight up, like, you put piano music to it like it's an old old comedy. Like, oh! Keystone he, Cops. It, what, what is it? He, he uh... uh Benny punishment, Hill. What's Punishment Martinez's name again? Damien Priest. Damien Priest slides the money in the bank to Finn, but pushes it too hard, and it goes under his legs to Seth. Woo! <laughs> oh, dear, okay. So, um... All right. The first match we have here, I think this card sounds awesome. And in fact, I wouldn't care if the whole thing was six-man tags in a way because it's going to be the biggest wrestling show of all time, pretty much. And I think that's awesome. Well, it's a sure, celebration yeah. of wrestling, right? Yeah, I'm with that. So, I mean, am I going to wake up at 11 noon to watch it? Maybe not. <laughs> Come on. But I will watch it. Um, so we start with Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole. That's on the pre-show. What do you think is going to happen? Who? What titles do... ROH um, tag. ROH tag. I mean, that's, a, that, that's interesting. They got to win. They got to win. What else, why would be the point of them even... Well, unless you, know? you, well, you set up a little miscommunication that builds heat for their okay. title match. Or maybe MJF doesn't want to get in the ring and hurt himself, and so he defends his title later, you know? I don't think he's that character right now. He's total babyface, man. Yeah, but this would be the time to bring it out, wouldn't it? 
Yeah. No, no. The main event would be when you want to bring it out. It's no, what I'm saying is this day. First match. Well, you want to bring out, plant some seeds. Yeah, you do want to plant some seeds. Although, what I think is going to happen, uh, it would not be planting seeds for that. But miscommunication between them, yeah, that, that could plant some seeds. It's just hard thinking that you'd want to watch two people that lost uh, wrestling later in the show. If they, it's a storyline match. It's going to end up being. Yeah. Well, of course, of course, but. I, I yeah. think they're going to win it, and uh, we'll see. Aussie Open's also, one of them is pretty young, and I think they got a, one of them has a while to go in, uh, right. in AEW. Uh, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mark Davis is the one with the huge ass, and Kyle Fletcher is the skinny guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Then we have FTR against the Young Bucks. Well, that'll be great. Yeah, it'll... They, it'll... They have, It'll be, you know, tag team match of the year candidate for sure when it's all said and done. I don't know, bro. That, uh, well, yes, you no, know, it will. It will because we've seen the Young Bucks have match of the year before. Yep. Um, FTR, and lately FTR's been on a fucking roll on Collision too. So this is awesome. Um, I hope that the whole, you know, drama does not get in between the communication here. It'll be. It should be okay. Well, you know, it's like the the FTR are punk guys. I think FTR is. They get along with everybody. I think. Cool. I don't hopefully think the match no would be happening if it didn't. Yeah. Hopefully, no one waves a gun um, in the match. Um, uh, Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, Soraya, Britt Baker, four way women's world championship match. What do you got? Probably Brooke taking it back or Hikaru Shida def- uh, defending. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the four-way. Eh. He's like, I don't care. I mean, I just don't think. It, it, the four-way is just a little much, I think. Soraya, dude. You think it's her time? No, I don't, but they're uh-huh. in England. I mean, that'll be a nice little reception for her, for sure. There's a lack of British talent on the show, too. Tony Storm so, is from Australia, right? Yeah, and okay. she's she's actually been doing uh, press in England, just talking shit about the UK. Oh, okay, playing it up a she's little bit. She's been doing press, saying that like it has the worst medical system in the world, and, and <laughs> right. it just sucks. So, so what else? What else is on that card? Darby Allen and Sting versus Ar Fox and Swerve in a coffin match. Well, that'll be f- cute. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, and Sting is playing Joker Sting right now. Do you know who Joker Sting is? Yeah, TNA. I haven't seen it uh, in AEW, but uh, yeah, the TNA persona thing. I'm not going to lie. I watched all. I watched the entire history of Joker Sting in TNA, and uh, God, Sting is so fucking talented, dude. Like, he yeah. actually can act. Yeah, it's just like that peak of wrestling in the in the in that... Monday Night Wars era, he was just a silent person. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. but even now, that's his character. Right. He's Stoic, si- yeah. pretty much silent and might say, <coughs> but dude, like, he, I watch him do his promos and stuff. I'm like, wow, he's better than fucking Cody Rhodes with this 
So <laughs> I know it's a weird com co weird thing to say, but Cody Rhodes, the, uh, every promo he's ever done, I'm like, dude, he obviously wrote this on paper and memorized it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page versus Takeshita, Juice Robinson, and Jay White. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Be fun. But I'm gonna tell you, I, I I've been thinking lately. I think Ibushi's AEW debut was one of the most disappointing things I've ever seen in wrestling. Does he look a little bit out of shape to you? No, it's not a little bit. Like he's a lot, and this is obviously now. Let's both admit this. He is in better shape now than you or I will ever be in. Right? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. So but this was a guy know. that had the body of a god yes. two years ago. He had the body of a god. Uh, he was one of the fastest, well, one of the best wrestlers. And at the, you know, he came out and it was just like, whoa, this ain't the Kota Ibushi I remember. Um, he had gained some weight, which can he probably like weighs fucking. He probably still has a tiny BMI, but. He right. gained some weight, and just his whole... The way he wrestled was not as good. Now, he claims he accidentally wore regular-ass wrestling shoes, and he stepped in tacks immediately. Well, okay. Well, let's see. This We'll give him the benefit of the doubt and see what happens here. Because that's not... That's not nonsensical or anything. Like, that's totally... Could, could have happened. Yeah. Uh, did you see after the match, he did a bump in the tacks? I heard, yeah, I did see that, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, shit, I gotta get used to this again. And Guy has only wrestled once in the last, like, two years. Um, yeah. So, but you know, when you're that good, maybe it's like riding a bike? I don't know. Um, okay, we got Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, Lucha Brothers, versus Blackpool Combat Club, and three others to be announced. I wonder who those three others are. Stampede match. Are we going to get Shota Umino on that team? Oh, ooh, there you go. That's a good idea. Shota. Well, we'll see. It's Maybe they'll get stadium. all the three Musketeers. How about that? That'd be too much. <laughs> I know, That'd but it, yeah. We'll see. It sounds fun. Maybe a couple homicide. British guys. Maybe Homicide. Yeah, Homicide, right. Shota Umino. Shota, and then who's <laughs> friends with... Who else is friends with Claudio and Wheeler? Wait, isn't though Homicide's more of an Eddie Kingston buddy? Is no, no, he is with with uh, um, Moxley. Moxley, okay. So El Desperado. The thing is though, Homicide, I don't think is gonna want. Oh, that would be awesome, Desperado. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. They they got to be fit because you're gonna be running upstairs and yeah, Desperado can handle tables that. Tables in the bar. Oh, Desperado could handle it for sure. Um, so that's kind of an exciting little thing there. And the stadium stampede. Uh, and June the Kasai. There you go. Oh, God, June Kasai. Yeah, they could do it. I could see it. Fucking, uh, yeah, June Kasai, uh, Terry Funk. El, Des El Desperado and Shota Umino. There you go. So we're going El Desperado, Shota Umino, and Homicide? Is that June Kasai. I'm going Homicide. You say June Kasai. Yeah. All right, so we'll see. Uh I don't know how much of this is going to be a, uh, a cinematic. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Mike, if I was them, I would do some stuff cinematic and some stuff live. Like, it, you know, they go into a door and then all of a sudden they're cinematic match. 
Um, we'll but, see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. <laughs> I mean, uh, Will Ospreay doesn't really have bad matches. I, I'm, I'm excited to see. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, how Will can work with Jericho. It's pretty exciting, actually. Yeah, no, that's that's really exciting. Uh, Don Callis uh, and Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho said no to Don Callis. And uh, there was, it was kind of awkward. Don's like, I got a picture. And it was a picture right. of him I what, saw holding, that. That was... holding his head decapitated. Yeah. 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 Funny yeah. stuff. So, and then randomly Will Ospreay. And I got to tell you this, by the way. I don't know if you noticed this. But Wednesday on Dynamite, every single segment ended with someone running in and beating people up. Every yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah, They're so getting if you no... notice that, like, they got to get off that same pattern. Yeah. For a while it was the blood, and now it's the run-ins, huh? It's still the blood. I, I But this is, I feel like the run-ins were a problem on early AEW, too. Early Dynamite. Mm. Like, I remember thinking, like, really, another fucking beatdown? So, right. um, you know, maybe that's just Tony Khan. When he doesn't know what to do, he, he, he falls back to that. But I don't know. Um, okay, and then MJF versus Adam Cole. What do you think is going down on this? Because I have a whole conspiracy theory. Somebody is the bad guy. There's no hug at the end, and MJF retains. I think Adam Cole's turning on MJF, and I think Adam Cole is going to start the kingdom again uh-huh. uh, with Tavern and Bennett. And I think MJF is going to get fucked, making him, you know, we're all going to love him even more. And I think Adam Cole's going to win the championship. It's quite the doozy, man. Let's see. That would be interesting, to say the least. Or he's going to get fucked. uh, Or Adam Cole's going to fuck him, and then MJF will win the championship. Because we've got All Out the next weekend. And, of course, you got to do Punk versus the champion, right? For the, the belt. For the real belt, yeah, yeah. So, unless we'll Punk has that. a problem with any of those guys, yeah, if he doesn't like the way one of them talks or something like that, then that will have to be Nick. Nick is it Nixed or Nick? Nixed. Nix. Nick yeah. is when you steal something, right? I nicked that. Uh, Nick would be like if you scratch yourself and you're bleeding. I nicked. No, but uh, but like I nicked. A, I think in Britain, in England. Oh, maybe. Hey, before we go, uh, yeah. have you heard of Nando's Chicken? Yeah, I have, yeah. What do you know about it? It's probably like a it's a chicken fast food place in, in the UK. South Africa and the UK. Okay. I recommend anyone that's uh, interested in that to go watch Nando's Chicken commercials. They're absolutely hilarious. They've been doing commercials since like 96 or something. And their South African commercials are very, very funny. All, often touching on racial tensions and stuff like that, but never offensive and more just, like, very funny. So if if you guys get anything from this show, it's go watch some Nando's chicken advertisements, please. Cheeky. Okay, cheeky Nando's. Anything else you got for us, Justin? Anything you were waiting uh, the whole show to tell the crowd? I'm, I'm going to try and do a pop-up at the Wrestling Guy store on Sunday, but this show will be out by then, but we'll see if the hurricane force rain allows it. 
You've been having rain? No, not yet, but there's a hurricane off the coast of Mexico, Hurricane That's Hillary. That's what you say, but come on, bro. And apparently, there. I know, we haven't had anything like this since 1939, but the ocean's gotten a little warmer lately, and uh, there's, El Nino. It's El Nino. there's a Category 4 out there right now, and it's supposed to hit here around Saturday, uh, Sunday, so we'll see what happens. But hopefully it disperses when it hits land. I mean, it will dis- it will disperse, but it will be like kind of a tropical storm by the time it gets here. Oh, Hillary! Hurricane Hillary could dump a year's worth of rain. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts, Health. dude. Gosh, we're dealing with the horrible fires in in Hawaii and terrible. Pretty soon, hey, I'll tell you what, bro. If the hurricane fucks you up, I'll help you out. Okay. I don't know what that means, but... I don't either, but it's a thought that counts. <laughs> but I will help you out, so... Thank you, guys. I am... Thank you for listening. I am at John Ensman. John on uh, Twitter. X. Uh, this is at Justin. It and, is. Uh, yes, and we appreciate you guys listening so much. We'll be back soon. We're probably going to talk about Wembley Stadium next and whatever... Uh, Whatever comes up in the news. So thank you guys so much for listening. Justin, you good? I am good. Cool. We will talk to y'all later. Good night.